Good evening, everybody. Uh, glad to be with you tonight. <clears throat> and uh, we are glad that uh, we got Sister Donna Faye online with us. But uh, be much in prayer for her. Continue to pray for uh, Dallas. Uh, also, uh, our brother-in-law, Scott, and his family. His dad, Grover, passed away on Monday. And so I ask you to remember them in your prayers. Uh, remember... Uh, Bob Scout, uh, continue to pray uh, for Brother Sue Paul, Sister Nim, Brother Mike, Sister Rhonda Collins, and Evan and Rob, uh, Brother Don. He's got a couple of treatments that he's going to be taking, uh, so remember that. Sister Donna Arnold, Sister Mary, um, Michelle Gibson, uh, Brother Lloyd Shores. Sister Kenya, Mariana, uh, Lynetta's mammogram was no change, but continue to pray for her. Uh, Brother Roy Campbell's, Brother Bill, Sister Joanne. She's going to have to be going to Little Rock, not sure when. Uh, Brother Jerry and Sister Joanne Dunaway. Uh, Cheryl uh, got good news on her eye appointment, so but uh, continue to pray for her. Timothy and Kathy King. Uh, Alex, Brenda Walls, Debbie Henderson, uh, Darren, uh, Brother Danny, Sister Kay, uh, Brother Johnny Bell, Sister Sandy, uh, Justin Kitzer, uh, Eva, Ta Eva Dodd, uh, Sister Rose Todd, Sister Gail's great nephew, uh, and uh, Dr. Bill Curry. Debbie Scott, Audrey Bedford, Sister Lisa, uh, Brother Daniel, Sister Diane, uh, Brother Don and his son-in-law, uh, Lonnie, Sister Dean, uh, McClaskey family, my mom, uh, Lucas, Sister Barbara and Brother Don's neighbors, remember them in your prayers as well, Brother Don Denson, uh, and our shut-ins, Sister Mary Jane and Brother Junior. Uh, so do uh, remember each of these and lift them up in prayer tonight, and we'll go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll get into our lesson this evening. Father, we thank you tonight for your love and mercy, and we thank you, dear God, for the many blessings you give us. We ask you, Lord, help us tonight to do thy will, to praise and worship thy name. Father, I pray thee tonight, give us the strength that we need to be what we need for thy name's sake. Lord, touch in the hearts and the minds, Lord, of those that are lost, their God, that they might understand and see and realize their need for you. Lord, we ask you to be with those tonight again as we pray, Father, for those that are sick. Their God, help them. Touch the hearts of those that grieve, Lord, tonight we pray. Father, just reach down and minister there as only you can. And Lord, I pray tonight that we would just uh, carry out your will, follow your word. Lord, we ask you tonight now would just help us through thy word and, and give us the strength we need. In Jesus' holy name, and amen. Amen. If you've got your Bibles tonight, uh, we're going to start in the book of Matthew, the fourth chapter. Um, going to look at the words, follow me. We're looking at Jesus, uh, as he said, follow me uh, throughout the scriptures. And 
we uh, know that uh, uh, different places. I'm just going to kind of, I guess what we're, we're looking at is just an overview of how he uh, expressed his uh, self uh, when he would call somebody to follow him or the, uh, the requirements even that uh, he give us in the word uh, whenever he would tell somebody uh, to follow him. Uh, we'll find that people had different philosophies about what it meant to follow the Lord. And then I will say this today. Uh, there's a lot of folks who have a philosophies on what it is to follow the Lord and they think that it's following Him in their way. Uh, but Jesus uh, tells us that we must follow Him His way. And so Matthew chapter 4, uh, verse 18, and it said that Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brothers, uh, brethren, Simon and Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And so uh, we understand and we know who these two uh, men are, these two apostles, and we understand their love for the Lord uh, through the scriptures. But uh, if you look at it there, you know, it's specifying uh, that they were excuse me, they were fishers. They went out to fish. and That was their livelihood. That was what they knew. They grew up uh, most likely doing this. It was uh, following on uh, and, and continuing to work with family fields and so forth. Uh, but when they get to this point here, Jesus uh, is giving them a new task, a new, uh, a new uh, type of fishing, I guess. I was trying to figure out a a simplistic word there, but he, he's telling them there's a new new type of fishing that he's wanting them to do, and he's wanting them to become fishers of men. Uh, and, and what he's saying is he wants them uh, to try to lead people to him. And if you think about it this way, we use the Word of God. Uh, we use the uh, uh, the plan that God has, and, and, and we, we tell people about his love, his mercy, his grace. In other words, we're we're more or less, we're trying to cast out in front of people uh, a bait to, to look at, something to see so that they would see that God is reaching out to them. Uh, we're trying to put before them the Word. Uh, not only that, uh, we want to try to bind them and, and bring them uh, to us. If you think about this, they cast their nets out. In uh, casting the net out, uh, they were hoping that people or that fish would, would get in that net and they would be able to bring them out. It's the same way uh, when we're sowing the seed of the Word of God. We're telling people about Jesus. We're living that life. We're, we're casting out a net. We're, we're casting out something and we're wanting folks to see what it is and that they would uh, come to know the Lord. So we're trying now, instead of trying to catch fish, we're trying to catch men. We're trying to lead men to the Lord. Uh, that's what he was telling them uh, here. Uh, just go over a few chapters to chapter 8 uh, this evening. Chapter 8, the book of Matthew. And we're going to uh, have a, another couple here before we get out of here. But in this this uh, uh, passage here, uh, we find Jesus again is telling them uh, some things here. So starting in verse 18, he said, Now when Jesus saw a great multitude about him, he gave commandments to depart unto the other side. And certain of the scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee, whether thou, uh, whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, foxes, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have 
this, but the Son of God hath not where to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first, go bury the, go and bury my father. And Jesus said unto him, Follow me, and let the dead bury the dead. Uh, if you just stop to think about it, uh, he was he was talking to them, and, and he would know more than what we know. But he's talking about folks who are lost uh, in this aspect there, and he's telling them that we need to follow him, uh, do his will. If we tarry and wait on other things or other people uh, instead of following the Lord, uh, we're going to miss what he's trying to do. We're going to miss what the, he wants us to do. Uh, and if you stop to think about it, you know, there's all types of excuses of why people won't follow Jesus today, uh, why they can't follow Jesus today. Uh, and, and then there's always uh, somebody out there who's trying to invent some new form of distraction. Remember, we're supposed to be fishers of men. Well, the devil, he's doing the same thing. He's out there trying to cause a distraction. Uh, to He's fishing after men as well. Uh, so he's fishing after the souls. We're supposed to be fishing after the souls. We're supposed to be trying uh, to lead people to Jesus. Uh, and, and sometimes we get so caught up in our families and we get caught up in things that are not, uh, I guess, things that are not useful in the hand of God or not tools in the hand of God. And not to say that our families are not uh, useful, but, but people who are lost and you're waiting for that person before you get saved, uh, you're just living amongst the dead. And the dead, he said, let the dead bury the dead. The, the lost are going to bury the lost. Uh, you follow me. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to follow him. Uh, and if we follow him, just think about it this way. If we follow him, the possibility that we will lead uh, somebody that we love to the Lord uh, becomes a very... Uh, a greater possibility it becomes a more of a reality because now instead of hanging back and saying well you know when things change we're we're changing we're going after the lord we're <clears throat> we're willing to give it up and follow him and uh you know so we can be an impact for him uh in that aspect there go over to the book of matthew the 16th chapter By the way, the words follow me are found 25 times in Scripture. I thought this to be interesting because the number 25 is 5 times 5. 5 is the number of death or the number of grace uh, in the number of grace. Uh, but uh, So if we die out to, to, to Christ, in other words, we crucify this flesh, we receive His grace, we actually have life. Why? Because we are following Him. And what we preached on Sunday night, we become followers. Well, the word followers is found eight times in scripture and eight is the number of new beginning what an awesome thing to think about that i'll just die out to the lord and yet i'll live forever because i'll have his grace and there's a new beginning in my life matthew chapter 16 verse 21 from that time forth began jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be done unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou art an offense unto me, for thou savest not the things of God, but the things of men. Now just think about what I said just a moment ago in letting the dead bury the dead. 
Peter here loved Christ, there's no doubt in my mind, but at the same time, he refused to allow him to be killed in, in this aspect that the flesh of Peter said, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And we know this, that the devil uh, tries to prevent things from happening the way that God would have them. That's why when Christ was rebuking him and said, get thee behind me, Satan, uh, this, was, this was a thought that the devil would have implanted and put there to try to stop Jesus from fulfilling the will of his Father and to keep him from dying on Calvary's cross. Why? Because your and my sins, uh, that was the sacrifice that was given. Uh, that was the opportunity that allowed us to follow him. Uh, that, that made us uh, followers when we, when we accepted that. So salvation is coming. This is how it's coming. Uh, the devil didn't want it. But on the same hand, we hear people talk all the time about that when Jesus did die, how the devil had a party uh, up until day three. Uh, you know, and I've even said that sometimes too. I just wonder in my mind, you know, uh, how how closely uh, the devil must have been watching the grave and watching the things going on because he already knew the prophecy. He, he was a twister of the Word of God. And so he knew these things was coming to pass and he knew this was going to happen. And you, you know... Uh, you just have to think that he was thinking, hopefully this doesn't really be. But in the end, uh, we know that he knows his doom. And the Bible even tells us that he knows that his days are short. Uh, therefore, he's doing what he's doing. Well, if his days are short, our days are short. So we need to make sure we're more uh, following uh, the Lord. We need to be following him full-heartedly and sincerely. And we need to be trying to get others uh, to do the same. Uh, verse 24, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And so we know that this is a self-denial that we, we put in this place and we follow him. He says in verse 25, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but, excuse me, and whosoever shall lose his life for my name's sake shall find it. Uh, what, 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 is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? And I'm telling you today, we're selling out cheap, church. We're selling out cheap so often we don't even understand how cheap we're selling out uh, because we're giving up Jesus Christ, the greatest gift we could ever have, uh, His love and mercy and His salvation, uh, His leadership and guidance, His direction and protection. And we give that up for the things of the world. We're giving up that which is eternal uh, for that which is uh, temporary. And I'll just be honest with you. We, we really need uh, to strive to be better followers of Him. And He says, follow me. He, he wants us to follow Him. Remember, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, and Jesus is saying, follow me. Uh, we love the scripture in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 there. Uh, just so I don't mess it up, I'll, I'll, I'll flip over there and, and read it to you. The, we call this uh, uh, the great invitation. He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How can he say that? Well, because he's done paid the ultimate sacrifice and now all he's asking us to do 
is follow Him, to leave aside the world, the things that beset us. Remember, Paul said, lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset you. Uh, you know, it's hard if you start to think about putting all your time and your efforts and everything into trying to take care of all the worldly possessions that we have. And, and, and just to be honest with you, uh, sometimes we are so consumed by that that we neglect to follow Him. And so we're not following Him the way uh, that we ought to be uh, following the Lord. Uh, Matthew chapter 19. You're going to find that these are not a lot different, but they are just a little different here and there. So the rich young ruler, uh, he, he's talking to the Lord. He wants to know what he can be, do to be saved, uh, how he can change his life. Uh, he's, he's kept all the commandments from his youth up, so to say. Uh, and so we get down to this. The young man saith unto him in verse 20, The young man saith unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? In other words, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing this from my youth up. What am I missing? Jesus saith unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasures in heaven and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. So the things that he possessed in reality possessed him. They were the things that held him. He didn't want to get rid of those things because he wanted those things. He loved those things. Those, those possessions were more important to him than anything else. And when it come right down to uh, you know, eternal salvation, uh, if, you, if you think about this, uh, go back there. In verse 16, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? Uh, he realized that he needed salvation. He realized that he was lost. Uh, he wanted to know what good thing that he could do. Well, he couldn't do anything. Uh, he had to put his faith and his trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And God knew, Christ knew, that as long as he owned all the things that he owned, that those things were his possessions. Those things possessed him. Uh, that's where his heart was. Remember, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, but rather lay up yourselves treasures in heaven. Uh, and this young man, this, this young ruler, his treasures were things of this earth. And so he wouldn't follow the Lord, even though Jesus told him, he said, here's what you do. Sell everything you've got. Give it to the poor. And then what? You'll have treasures in heaven and come and follow me. But he didn't do that. He went away sorrowful. Go to Mark chapter 8. Pages to come apart here. Excuse me. Again, Jesus talking about his departure, but this time he writes, or he, the, Mark writes it down different than what Matthew did. Uh, he rebukes Peter, uh, and he tells him, he said, "Get thee behind me, for thou savorest not the things of, that be of God, but the things that be of men." And when he had called all the people unto him. Uh, unto him with his disciples also he said unto them 
whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. Now look at this. And take up his cross and follow me. It's one of these things here now where, where if, you, if you look at it, first he says that he's to, uh, if he's going to uh, do the will, then Matthew 16 then said, Jesus' disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Uh, so again, it's the same aspect here, but he's talking to all the people. Uh, and, and I don't know why I wrote that down there. I thought there was something. Oh, yeah. Then Jesus said, if any man, this time he says, whosoever. And, and that word, whosoever, I, I just thought that whenever I was reading that because, again, you go back to the Scripture, whosoever will shall be saved. You know, if we're going to call on the name of the Lord, whosoever, for God so loved the world, that whosoever believeth in him. Uh, you know, it, it's one of these, the words there, it, it spread it out. It wasn't a limitation. It was an open invitation uh, for those to accept him and to follow him and to take up their cross, though, uh, to follow him. And that's one of the things that we've got to do. We've got to be willing to take up that that calling that Christ has put on our life. We've got to be willing to take up whatever uh, burden that he gives us. Remember, his burden is light. His yoke is easy. Uh, it's not impossible uh, if we, we trust in Him. And we got all kinds of scriptures that go back to that and say that, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And so I know that I can accomplish the will of God and I can follow Him if I'm going to do His Word. But I've got to be willing to do what He would have me to do. And again, whosoever will, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Now jumping over to Luke chapter 9. Jesus has asked the disciples, whom do men say that he is? And uh, they tell him, whom say ye in verse 20 and he said unto them but whom say ye that I am Peter answering saith thou art the, thou the Christ of God and he straightly charged them that they command excuse me commanded them to tell no man that thing saying the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected of elders and chief priests and scribes and the slain and be slain and be risen the third day can I tell you something uh, real quickly here, these are these are religious people that Jesus is going to be rejected by, just as he's rejected by religious people today. Uh, they have a religion, uh, they have a form of godliness, but the denying the power thereof. The Bible says, "From such, turn away." Uh, but they they do they have a religion, but they won't have a relationship. Why? Well, look at it. And he said unto them, "If any man." will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Now, the other times we said, just take up thy cross and follow me. But yet here, Luke says that he says, take it up daily. It's not that he's not, uh, none of these are contradicting the other one. We find that it's just adding more, uh, not going to say adding more, uh, there, there's an openness to it, but we're seeing how that the writers are telling us to follow Him and what it means to follow Him. We're going to follow Him. We're going to take up our cross and follow Him. If anybody, if any man 
whosoever will. And now it's it's this. We're supposed to do it daily, and, and it should not be something that on Sunday happens. It should be something that Sunday through Sunday is happening in our lives, that we're following the Lord, we're doing His will, we're proclaiming His name, uh, we're, we're denying ourselves to be what He would have us to be and to do what He would have us to do. And I, and I can just honestly tell you, it is a struggle uh, in that there's so many things in life that will distract us. If we're not careful, we'll be so distracted uh, that it's we will say, well, it's just impossible. But it's not impossible if we're willing to deny ourselves and follow Him. It's not impossible if we're going to lay, uh, take away from our earthly stuff and put it in heavenly stuff. It's not impossible. Why? Because His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Why? He did the impossible so that we could do the possible. And therefore, following Him is uh, possible. Uh, another passage again, John chapter 10. Uh, a different reference here. Now we're talking about, Jesus was talking about uh, that He was the uh, Good Shepherd and, and that He leads the sheep. And uh, you jump down there all the way through uh, to verse 25. And it says, that, Then answered, or Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe not, the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe me not. Why? Look at what He says. It needed to say why, but you believe me not because ye are not of my sheep. And I had said unto you, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. It's one of those deals. How do I know that I'm a child of God? Well, it's not just that I talk about Him. It's that I follow Him. It's that I listen to His voice. It's that I'm hearing Him. It's that I'm taking up my cross. I'm denying myself. I'm doing so daily. Uh, remember James said, Show me thy faith without thy works. I will show thee my faith by my works. A lot of people today want to have faith, but they don't want to do nothing. And yet Jesus is saying we've got to do something. Our faith is a react, it causes a reaction in us. Following means that we're walking. We're watching where He's going. We're following Him as He goes. We're following the Word that He's given us. We're trying to live that life. And I'll and I just be honest with you. The longer we live... Uh, the more distractions we can get, but we've got to come back and we've got to follow Him. We've got to make time during our day uh, to follow Him and to do His will and to praise His name. Uh, it's, it's like I was saying on Sunday, uh, you know, I wasn't, uh, I just hadn't been doing what I needed to do. And uh, there was a song in my mind, and, I, and again and tonight I give God praise that I don't even remember what it was. Uh, but it was a worldly song that I'd heard or something, and, and it just was playing over and over in my head like a record player with a skip button on it. And I just finally, I just stopped, and I just asked God, I said, please take this away from me and put something in my mind uh, that, uh, that, that re rejoices and that, that worships you. Put something there uh, that will glorify you. And just, I mean, immediately like that, uh, that, that song left me. And what a day that would be uh, come into my mind. And I begin to sing it out loud uh, outside. And it's just because God done that. God's grace. And, and I'll be honest, we've got to follow the Lord. If we want to live in holiness, we've got to follow the Holy One. And it ain't the Pope. It's Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It's God Himself. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Trinity uh, that is warm there. So Jesus said His sheep hear His voice. 
uh, and they follow Him. How do you know you're a child of God? Who are you following? Are you following the Lord? Are you following you? Are you following your stuff? Are you following somebody else? Uh, you know, who or what are you uh, following? John chapter 12. Excuse me. Verse 20. There were certain Greeks among them that had come up to worship at the feast. The same came therefore to Philip, which was at Bethesda of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and again Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. <clears throat> Excuse me. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall on the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Jesus talking about his death. Um, he that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. Uh, think about this. Do we love this life more than we want eternal life? Uh, and so, you know what? Uh, thinking about what Paul said, O wretched man that I am, uh, I realize that. He said, If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, he will my he him will my father honor. Uh, now just think about this. God's going to give to you and I uh, blessings eternal uh, in this. But if any man serve me, let him follow me. Again, Lord, I'll I'll follow you. I'll be your disciple. But let me take care of this first. Lord, let me do that first. Let this happen first. And we're putting the world before Him all the time. And He said if we're going to serve Him, we need to follow Him uh, and do what He would have us to do. John 13. Just two more here. Uh, and actually, uh, one more Jesus talking. Excuse me. so Peter will be told that he's going to deny the Lord but look at what Jesus says verse 36 Simon Peter saith unto him Lord whether thou goest whether goest thou Jesus answered him whether I go cannot thou cannot follow me now now think about this but thou shalt follow me afterwards. You ever thought about those words there? When Peter, in just a little bit, or the next verse is going to talk about he's laid out his life, Jesus is going to tell him he'll deny him thrice, and, and he does do that. Uh, and we find that Jesus tells him, go tell, the, go tell my, my, my disciples and Peter. You know, go tell him. He's, he's telling them, uh, to, to mention to Peter that he was called by name. Why? Because he loved him. But look at what he says. He already knew what Peter was going to do in his denial, but he also knew that Peter was going to confess and that Peter was going to repent. It was going to break him. He was going to become sorrowful and he was going to follow the Lord because he says whether he goes now, he cannot follow him. He's not going to follow him into this death, the crucifixion death that he is. But 
afterwards, He's going to follow Him. And He's going to follow Him in service and life, but also He's going to follow Him into glory. I believe Peter uh, tonight is at the... At, 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 and I say at, 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 Peter tonight is in heaven. I'll get it out right. Uh, he is at the presence of God. Uh, and so what a wonderful... Uh, thing that that is tonight to know because Jesus told him he said you know you can't go with me now but you'll go with me later you're not going to be able to follow me now but you will follow me later and so he not only followed him uh, in while he was living but he did follow him in death uh, if his story is right Peter was crucified uh, upside down uh, and so uh, if you just think about what was uh, in Peter's heart there and so he, he he follows the Lord and so I guess that to bring all this together if we're going to follow the Lord we make him more important than anything else in Psalms 23 David wrote the 23rd Psalms that we read a lot most of the times it's read at funerals but, but look at what David says here. The Lord is my shepherd. What does that mean? It means he's following the Lord. He's following God. He's, he's following Him. Why? Because he's the shepherd. He's the sheep. David is the sheep. And we know that David was a shepherd. And he understands what he's saying here. He, he knows the implication that's being said. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why? A good shepherd takes care of his sheep. He, he makes sure they have water. He makes sure they have food. He makes sure they have a place to lay down. He makes sure that they're protected. He, he, he is the provider. He's the provisioner for the sheep. And so David says, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still water. Remember? There you go. He restoreth my soul. Now, now think about this. Now we're talking even spiritual things. We went from earthly things to spiritual things. He's restored my soul he, he he redeemed david david was a corrupt man he was a lost person but yet god restored his soul god renewed him god brought him out of the depths of hell in in the aspect that he would die and go to hell and gave him life eternal gave him new life he put his faith and trust in the lord and god restored him he said he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake it's God's desire that we would walk this road. It's God's desire that we walk this Why? Because God done the things that He did for you and I. Uh, going on, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Uh, we're all going to die. But let me say this. If we got our faith and our trust in our Lord Jesus Christ, He is our righteousness. He is our holiness. He is our everything. Uh, he is our treasure. You know what? We're walking in the valley of the shadow of death, but we're not afraid to die. Why? Because we know where our eternity is. I, I've wondered many times, and, 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 and just sometimes it gets so deep into me, you know, what would death be like? And, and I come back to the same thing, you know. Uh, the moment that I leave this walk of life, I step into eternity. If I, if I step out of this life into eternal hell, I will remember everything. And I will remember everyone. I will remember every opportunity. But if I step out of this life into eternity with Christ, in other words, from here to heaven, I only know 
peace, joy, and love. I only know the eternity of heaven. I will not remember anything back here. I, it will be as if I was always there. And what a blessing to think about that you, the, the, you know, all the sorrows and the tears, everything passes away in a moment of time. It's gone. Now, I love my life here. I love my wife. I love my children. I, I mean, I love our church family. I, I, I'm not going to lie about those things. But none of those things will matter. None of those folks will be a hard, you know, you won't feel hardship that you've left them because when you leave this walk of life and go into heaven, it's like you've always been there. But if you leave this walk of life and you go to hell, you will know and you will remember. That's part of the torments. That's part of the tortures. And I'm just telling you not, church, you got to make the Lord your shepherd. If you're lost, accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. Accept Him uh, for your eternity. Allow Him to wash away your sins uh, to come and bring new life unto you. He went on to say, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. David, again, understanding what a shepherd would do. Remember, Jesus said that he laid down his life for his sheep. Uh, he, no man taketh it from him. He laid it down. That's what a shepherd does. Uh, David then goes and said, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Uh, you know what? When we know that the devil doesn't like us, he doesn't want us around, uh, other people don't. Uh, God's got a marriage supper prepared and ready uh, in the presence of the enemy. Just think about this. Those in hell can see what's going on in heaven, but those in heaven cannot see what's going on in hell. And can you just imagine that the devil, every time the soul is saved and the soul goes on to be with the Lord, uh, the devil has to look one more time at somebody getting ready uh, to sit down and eat at the master's table. What a blessing uh, that is for them, but what a torture it is for the devil. And as Brother Don real say, just give him two black eyes and a bloody nose to go with it. Uh, give your life to the Lord and get ready to eat heavenly manna, uh, feasting at the Lord's table there. He said, For thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. And the Bible tells us that the oil represents the Spirit, and God will give us abundantly. He said, I come that I, they may have life more abundant well if your cup runneth over it's because you have abundant life through christ jesus you understand that uh in, in this aspect he said surely goodness and mercy shall what follow me if you think about it this way it's with with david following god you and i following the jesus what's following us goodness and mercy it's 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 right there it's waiting and one of these days we'll leave this walk of life and we'll go to be with the Lord Jesus Christ and we'll be with God the Father and, and surely goodness and mercy shall what? Uh, we'll find it always in the house of the Lord. Uh, so he said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord uh, forever. Uh, one of these days this old world's coming to an end. One of these days this life is coming to an end. Uh, but again, those are physical things. Uh, spiritual things will live forever so put your faith and your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and be prepared so that when you leave this earthly body you get that heavenly body the one that doesn't know any sorrows or pains uh, and is prepared for an eternal life uh, with Christ Jesus Father tonight we thank you Lord and we love you and we praise you dear God we just ask you Father to help us to do that which you'd have us to do to be that which you'd have us to be 
Lord, we ask you tonight that you just touch again those sick and afflicted. Touch those, dear God, who mourn tonight. Lord, draw us close to thee and one to another. Give us the words of wisdom we need to speak and to give us the strength to stand. Dear God, that we might glorify and praise your name and lead others to you, becoming fishers of men, Lord Jesus, we pray, being followers of you. And Lord, I pray tonight that others would hear your voice and hear you say to them, follow me, and that they would be following you. And we'll give you glory, Father, tonight, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. God bless you guys. We hope and pray that we'll see you again on Sunday, Lord willing. Uh, until then, we love you.